Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast. I'm Mark, and in the words I know you will love to hear, it's just me this week, I'm afraid. There's no Bethan. She is probably lying in a gutter somewhere, where she belongs, let's be honest, having celebrated her birthday last Sunday. So, happy belated birthday to you, Bethan. Before we get started, let's take a moment to thank our newest Patreon supporters. So they are Cara Byrne, Rachel Fry, Rachel Jam, Karen Duffy, Katie Earle, Jenna Tomlinson, Amy Fowler, Laura Spencer, Ryan Gray, Jade, Martin Peters, Kaylee Piakowski, Shauna McCabe, Adam Jay and Gemma Muirhead. Wow, that is a lot of people. Thank you to each and every one of you. Your support honestly makes a huge difference over on Patreon. Um, yeah, a huge thank you from both me and Bethan. If you want to join these guys, all you need to do is head to patreon.com slash seeingredpodcast. This week, we're taking a look at an exceptionally cruel domestic murder case, which made waves throughout the UK in 2018. The sad story of how Jessica Patel met her tragic end really touched a nerve with people, not just because she was an innocent woman and a pillar of her local community, but also because of the cruel and barbaric way in which her life was taken. This, unfortunately, is an all-too-familiar tale of domestic abuse, coercive control, lies and deceit, all sowed in the seeds of one man's ruthless ambitions. On the evening of Monday the 14th of May in 2018, at around 8.20pm, a 999 call was made to the emergency services. The caller, a highly agitated male with a subtle Indian accent, said, Oh, hiya, I think we've been burgled and my wife's been attacked. The caller told the operator that his name was Mitesh Patel and explained that he had popped out to get himself something to eat and to take care of some work. He said that upon returning home, he'd found the house to be completely ransacked and his wife unconscious, bound by her hands and feet with strong duct tape. Mitesh explained that his wife had also been gagged and that she appeared to not be breathing. He confirmed his address as 35 The Avenue in Linthorpe and begged the operator to send help immediately. As emergency police responders raced to the scene, Mitesh was able to remove the duct tape from his wife's mouth, hands and feet and he was also able to tell the 999 operator that his wife was still unconscious, although not breathing, and that she felt very cold. The operator asked Mitesh if his wife had any marks on her, or any sign of injury, to which he replied, Well, I can see marks on her neck, like, really dark neck, before adding, She's got, like, blood on her nose and stuff dripping out onto the floor. At this point, Mitesh seemed to lose his composure, and began to sob loudly, as he begged his wife Jess to wake up. The police and an ambulance arrived a few seconds later. The police discovered the victim, 34-year-old Jessica Patel, lying unresponsive on the living room floor. All attempts by the paramedics to revive her were unsuccessful, and she was later pronounced dead at the scene. The house had been trashed, and the scene painted a grim picture of a violent home invasion that had unfortunately ended with a young woman being murdered, likely by strangulation given the obvious signs of injury to her neck and face. A murder investigation was launched and detectives immediately began building up a profile of the young, unfortunate victim in this terrible crime. Jessica Patel had been born in Leeds in 1983. She was the eldest of six children and had been described by her close family as a calm, happy and gentle child who never caused any problems. 
Jessica and her siblings had an extremely close relationship and she considered them to be her very best friends as well as her family. As her younger sister Mina would later go on to tell the media, Jessica was a fun and happy person. I was always really close to her. Growing up she wasn't very loud but she was very nurturing in nature and she was definitely a romantic. She loved Bollywood films and dreamt of having her own love story one day. In the early 2000s Jessica attended the De Montfort University in Leicestershire where she studied to become a pharmacist and it was during this chapter in her life that she began dating Matesh Patel, a childhood friend who had close ties to her family. To the casual observer Jessica and Matesh were a well-suited couple who were deeply in love with each other. They were both from traditional Hindu backgrounds and shared many values so when they went public as an item, their respective families embraced and accepted the relationship from the very outset. At the beginning of the relationship, Jessica's mother became seriously ill. It was understandably a tough time for Jessica and her family, but Mitesh was her rock. He was supportive and understanding and did his best to help Jessica and her family through such a tough time. He seemed by all accounts to be the perfect boyfriend. In July 2009, Jessica and Mitesh got married. Following their wedding, the newlyweds initially moved in with Matesh's family in Leeds. However, the couple, Jessica especially, had bigger aspirations and dreamt of owning a big, beautiful house all to themselves in which they could one day hopefully raise their own family. It didn't take Matesh and Jessica long to get things moving. That same year, they bought a three-bedroom property in Linthorpe, a suburb of Middlesbrough in North Yorkshire, and they also took over a local pharmacy in the area. As the new owners of one of Linthorpe's main pharmacies, the Patels quickly became an integral part of the local community, and their business really began to take off. Locals described them as happy, helpful and approachable, and said they were always eager to help others. From the outside looking in, it certainly seemed as though Jessica's dreams were coming true. She was indeed living her own love story, and was very close to having everything she'd ever wanted. She had a whole life ahead of her, a life in which she simply wished for true love, a family of her own, and to live happily ever after. Jessica had always had a caring and nurturing personality, so it was well known that she wanted to become a mother. However, sadly, this did not come easily for the Patels as they began to experience fertility issues. Several physically and mentally demanding rounds of IVF proved to be ineffective and the harsh realisation that she may never become a mother was utterly devastating for Jessica. Refusing to lose hope completely, she opted to follow Matesh's suggestion of having some of her eggs frozen at a clinic in Darlington before trying to pick up the pieces and move on with her life. Life for the Patels continued to tick along as normal over the years that followed. By the spring of 2018, the pair had been married for nine years, but despite their hopes and prayers, they remained childless. Despite the sadness in her heart, and true to her caring and nurturing personality, Jessica put on her usual brave smile and threw herself into her work, dedicating most of her time to helping the members of her local community. The morning of May the 14th, 2018, the day Matesh would make that fateful 999 call had begun like any other in the Patesh household. Both Matesh and Jessica had gone to work at the pharmacy and during the early afternoon Jessica's father had briefly stopped by to visit her there. He would later go on to tell police that she seemed happy, relaxed, smiley and that everything appeared to be normal that day. 
Mitesh had finished work early and had gone to the gym, leaving Jessica to close the pharmacy herself at around 7pm. It's assumed that Jessica then went straight home. By 8.20 that evening, Mitesh had made that harrowing 999 call, which was later released to the public, in which he claimed the couple had fallen victim of a brutal robbery. The police and paramedics failed to save Jessica as we know, and she was pronounced dead at the scene. She was 34 years old. The Patel's house had been completely ransacked, and there were clear signs that Jessica had been brutally murdered, in what appeared at first to be a violent home invasion. This was a highly unusual event in Linthorpe, though. The area had long enjoyed below-average crime rates, and a reputation for being a safe and trouble-free place in which to live. The police worked quickly, sealing off the crime scene and taking careful steps to preserve any evidence as best they could. A statement was taken from Matesh in which he explained that Jessica had returned home from work shortly after 7pm. Not long afterwards, at around 7.44, he said he'd left the house to go and pick up that laptop and the pizza, and he then said he returned home at 8.20, approximately 30 minutes after he'd left, and he said he found the house then ransacked and his wife essentially dead. Jessica was lying face down on the living room floor next to the window. In the aftermath of the killing, family members rallied around Mitesh as they consoled each other in their shared grief. Mitesh was reportedly inconsolable for days afterwards. He was so grief-stricken that he could not eat or sleep and rarely stopped crying. Jessica's younger sister, Minal, recalled how she had held Mitesh tight as he had buried his head in her shoulder and sobbed for hours. The local community in Linthorpe were equally rocked by this tragic news. Jessica was a familiar face in the town thanks to her tireless work in the pharmacy. She was widely known and well-liked. Nobody could bring themselves to believe that anybody would want such a kind and wonderful young woman dead. A post-mortem on Jessica's body revealed that her cause of death was as a result of manual strangulation, but there were also strong signs that a ligature of some kind had been used. She had not been raped or sexually assaulted in any way, so the crime was clearly not sexually motivated. A deep examination of the crime scene revealed that there were no signs of a forced entry either and this of course strongly suggested that Jessica had known her attacker and therefore let him in voluntarily. Detectives began to examine various members of both Jessica's family and her inner circle. Through a process of elimination they took fingerprints and traced their respective locations and movements on the night of the killing in order to rule them out one by one and of course Mitesh himself also had to be ruled out. CCTV footage taken from the takeaway pizza shop showed that he was indeed there at the time that he said he was, which gave the police reason to believe his account of that night's events was legitimate. Matesh did have two distinct scratch marks on the side of his neck, however. He told police he had sustained these injuries after scratching himself on a piece of gym equipment earlier that day. However, as investigators began to sift through the ransacked house, searching for vital clues, they made several significant discoveries that would see this investigation turned entirely on its head. The first breakthrough came when officers searching the house discovered a suitcase full of Mitesh's clothes pushed far back under the bed. The position of the suitcase suggested that it was supposed to be hidden, and it appeared to have been packed recently, almost as if Mitesh had been planning to take a trip abroad very soon. The suitcase contained clothes, basic toiletries and a plastic bag with £2,000 in cash inside. 
Around about the same time, officers were conducting detailed searches of the Patel's pharmacy. Locked away in a safe, they discovered expensive jewellery, gold bars and 25 grand in cash. Once again, the valuable items were found in locations that looked as though they had been intended to be kept a secret. The next important breakthrough was the discovery of a ripped-out hard drive in Mitesh and Jessica's bedroom drawer. On closer inspection, it turned out that the hard drive was linked to a CCTV camera network that had been installed at the house. The police found it strange that Mitesh hadn't told them about this. However, this would only be the first of many strange occurrences that would cause Mitesh Patel's story to slowly unravel. The recovered CCTV footage gave the police a clear overview of the front of the house on the night of Jessica's murder. At just after 3.30pm, Matesh had returned home from the gym. He'd gone inside and not re-emerged. Jessica was then seen arriving home shortly after 7pm. Matesh then left the house at 7.44pm to get his laptop and to grab that takeaway pizza. He then returned at 8.14pm, half an hour later. A few seconds after he arrived home, his CCTV network suddenly disconnected. The 999 call was made six minutes later at 8.20pm. Nobody else was seen coming or going from the property. The unusual CCTV activity made the police immediately suspicious of Mitesh, and they wasted no time in following up a line of inquiry into him. The police were now sure that the only person in the house with Jessica when she died was Mitesh himself. Could he have really been responsible for the death of his wife, though? The question prompted detectives to begin digging deeper into his and Jessica's marriage, as well as Matesh's movements and behaviour in the run-up to his wife's murder. And it didn't take long for their suspicions to begin mounting up against Matesh. A search of his laptop revealed that he had made several suspicious and perhaps even incriminating Google searches in the weeks and months prior to Jessica's murder. Entries into the search engine included Can 3 mil of insulin kill? and Hindu funerals for a murdered woman. His online activity also suggested that he was actively looking for a place to live in Sydney, in Australia, which would also explain the packed suitcase that had been hidden in his bedroom. The timeline of the Google searches hinted strongly that Matesh fully intended to kill his wife and had been planning to murder her for a very long time. But why? Why was he so driven to get his wife out of the way? The investigators took statements from several people who knew the Patels, friends, family, employees. Many of them were perfectly willing to tell the truth about Jessica and Matesh's relationship, which it seemed was a far cry from the picture of marital bliss that Matesh in particular liked to portray to the outside world. Jessica had often confided in friends and family that Matesh was abusive, controlling and hot-tempered. He went to great lengths to prevent Jessica from spending time with anyone but him, and that included her own family. According to Jessica's sister, when her beloved grandmother was dying, she had begged Matesh to allow her to go to her bedside, but he had cruelly forbade her. Employees at the pharmacy confirmed that there were serious issues within the marriage, telling investigators that Matesh was a physically and emotionally aggressive man who often threw temper tantrums. They said he kicked objects across the room in a rage and would often reduce Jessica to tears by berating her in front of staff and customers alike. The police now had more than enough circumstantial evidence to make Matesh an official prime suspect, but their biggest breakthrough was about to seal his fate definitively. 
In a forensic first for a UK-based investigation, detectives gained access to Matesh's iPhone health app. What they found there may well have been the turning point in this investigation. The data proved beyond any doubt that he was at home at a time when he claimed to still be out, and revealed how, after he had heartlessly killed his wife, he'd worked up a sweat by dashing about the house in his attempt to stage a burglary. From 7.04pm onwards, Jessica's health app showed zero signs of life. This is presumably the time that she'd passed away, and it's beginning to look like Jessica had arrived home just after 7 and immediately been set upon violently by her husband, who then callously choked her to death as she fought desperately for her life. Mitesh had clearly raced around the house afterwards, trashing everything in sight to create the appearance of a home invasion. However, his actions appeared sloppy and ill-considered. He'd overlooked several key aspects in terms of his planning. For example, police later commented on the suitcase and the CCTV hard drive being found relatively easily. It's difficult to understand why Mitesh failed to even consider the possibility that the police would find these items. On the 17th of May in 2018, just three days after Jessica had been found dead, Teesside police announced that her husband, Mitesh Patel, had been arrested on suspicion of her murder. The families, as well as the local community, were stunned into disbelief. How could Mitesh Patel, the seemingly happy, kind, caring and devoted husband, do such a thing? And why? Well, the answers soon came. After hours of intense interrogation by investigators, Mitesh Patel finally broke down and admitted that he was in fact gay and had secretly been having sexual relations with men from the gay dating app Grindr, amongst other apps and internet sites. He said to police, I cannot explain how I felt. It was the fear of being exposed as an Asian gay man and I was going to let Jess down but he continued to deny any involvement in her murder, adding, One thing is the truth, I have not had anything to do with killing Jessica. It later emerged through staff who worked for Jessica and Mitesh at the pharmacy that Mitesh's sexuality was something of an open secret. More than once he'd been observed using Grindr, and when officers examined CCTV footage from the store, they saw Mitesh in a romantic embrace with a man he'd met online while Jess was not there. Everyone who was in on Matesh's secret assumed that Jessica didn't know, but they were wrong. Jess knew only too well. She knew everything. Matesh's extramarital affairs had begun almost immediately after the pair had gotten married in 2009, and Jessica had been able to figure this out relatively quickly. Matesh had little to no sexual interest in her, and what little contact they did have together had failed to produce a baby. As Jessica would later discover after looking at her husband's phone, Mitesh had been having a long-term affair with an Australian-born doctor named Amit Patel. In December 2012, Jessica's youngest sister, Divya, even spotted a message on Mitesh's phone of the pair declaring their love for one another. Divya told her sister that she had seen this and was shocked when Jessica said she already knew. Jessica eventually also found evidence that Matesh had been regularly meeting a string of other men for casual sex through various online apps. He'd travelled to various places to engage in casual encounters with these men and had even hosted his hookups at their home in Linthorpe whilst Jessica had been at work a few minutes away. When hit with the full extent of Matesh's infidelity and the knowledge that he had been having sex with other men in their marital bed, 
the now devastated Jessica refused to have another round of IVF and gave up on the idea of birthing her husband's children. Their marriage was all but over now. It's not known what Jessica intended to do about this, but we do know full well that Matesh had an evil plan of his own already in place. The murder trial for Matesh Patel commenced late in 2018. The prosecution alleged that he, over a number of years, had masterminded a cruel and callous plot to kill his wife Jessica in order to claim a £2 million life insurance payout. This money, together with Jessica's frozen eggs, would enable him to realise his dream of relocating to Sydney and starting a family with his lover, Amit Patel. Mitesh pleaded not guilty to all the charges against him, insisting that he was not at home when his wife was murdered. He argued that they were happy and content together. I didn't need any other mates, he told the courtroom. She was my best mate, she was my wife, I could tell her everything. However, the jury heard from Jessica's close friends and family how Matesh had bullied, abused and lied to his wife, a woman who had endured years of coercion, control and domestic abuse at his hands. The pathologist who did the autopsy on Jessica took to the stand and suggested that she had been injected with insulin, likely stolen from the Patel's pharmacy, in order to render her helpless and unconscious. This would have made it easier for Matesh to choke her to death with little to no resistance. However, the pathologist also confirmed that his skin had been found under Jess's fingernails. This explained the scratch marks on his neck, but also showed that Jessica had indeed fought for her life. Traces of Jessica's blood and saliva had also been found on a shredded plastic bag at the scene, which strengthened the theory that this was what Matesh had used to smother her. A roll of duct tape had been discovered at the pharmacy and it looked as though the end had been broken off. When detectives compared it to the tape used at the crime scene to bind Jessica's arms and legs together, the two ends fitted perfectly, like a jigsaw. It was theorised that Matesh hid the roll of duct tape at the pharmacy when he went there to get his laptop. The overwhelming evidence against him continued to stack up. The jury heard how he had changed his story too. When first interviewed by police on the day that Jessica had died, he told them that he had not been at home when his wife had returned from work. However, once a CCTV from the property proved this to be untrue, he admitted that he had been at home for around 45 minutes before he then left the home. However, once a CCTV footage from the property proved this to be untrue, he admitted that he had been at home with Jessica for around 45 minutes before he then left the house. The jury were also presented with data taken from Matesh's phone and laptop, which not only revealed his extramarital affairs with men, but also showed that he had made several visits to the dark web, apparently trying to hire a hitman. He also tried to use the dark web to purchase insulin illegally, presumably so the drugs could never be traced back to him or his pharmacy. Mitesh also researched how much insulin would be sufficient to kill a human and he'd sought advice from the dark web on how to kill someone and get away with it. Mitesh Patel had also taken out several life insurance policies and as I said stood to gain an estimated £2 million off the back of his wife's death. It also transpired that through his work as a pharmacist, Mitesh had managed to obtain a drug that suppresses the sperm count to the point where fertilisation of an embryo is rendered nearly impossible. 
This meant that Jessica had gone through the physical and emotional trauma of IVF, not knowing that it had practically a zero chance of being successful because Mitesh had killed his own sperm count on purpose. Despite this, Mitesh had determined that Jessica continue with round after round of IVF and even threatened to end their marriage if she didn't, and it's clear that this was a control tactic. Eventually, he convinced Jessica to have her eggs frozen as he had plans to steal them later on. Mitesh could offer no logical explanation for any of these revelations, and there seemed to be no end to the damning evidence obliterating his defence. Nevertheless, he remained staunch, and he refused to confess that he was his wife's murderer. The trial lasted 12 days, and after deliberating for just 2 hours and 50 minutes, the jury delivered their verdict. Guilty of murder. Mitesh showed no emotion, as the judge told him. You are a selfish man, business-driven, wanting a very successful life and wishing to retire at 40. You were also wanting to commit to a life with another man on your own terms and you well knew that insurance policies would raise £2 million on Jessica's death. Mitesh Patel was ordered to serve life in prison with a minimum term of 30 years. The judge added that a 30-year minimum term was reserved for only cases where the seriousness of the offence is particularly severe. He made it very clear that this was very much the case with Jessica's murder. In a victim impact statement, Jessica's younger sister Divya described Patel's actions as evil, cruel and malicious. She said, The one thing we hoped and prayed for above anything else was that in her final moments she did not suffer. The cruel reality is that she did in fact suffer. She knew exactly who her killer was and he mercilessly ignored her attempts to fight for her life as he ended it. We can only imagine the fear and panic she must have felt, knowing herself this was it. Thinking of that moment makes our hearts so heavy. Only Matesh himself can truly answer why he did this. Everything he has done has been purely for selfish reasons. He could have divorced her, taken everything he wanted. He did not need to take her life. He had no right to take this evil, cruel and malicious step. Speaking later to the media, Jessica's sister Meenow described her disgust as she recalled Matesh's crocodile tears. After Jessica had died, Matesh had been inconsolable and Meenow had held him as he put his head on her shoulders and wept. Matesh had also held Jessica's father's hands and embraced him in grief. Meenow described this action as shameless, saying, Matesh took my dad's hands in his own, the same hands that had murdered his daughter just hours before. In 2020, the Middlesbrough Community Safety Partnership carried out a review of Jessica Patel's murder and it concluded that her death was to be classified as an honour killing. The review said, Divorce on the grounds that Mitesh was gay could never have been a reason for him to end his marriage. Consequently, the only way that Mitesh may have felt able to leave the marriage with honour was by killing Jessica. Jessica did nothing that was or might have been perceived as dishonourable. However, her death at the hands of Mitesh should be considered an honour killing because Mitesh killed her to try and protect his own honour. A minimum of seven recommendations were made following the review, including how the process of reporting worries as a colleague could be improved and how medical professionals could become better at picking up the signs of domestic violence and coercive control. So, uh, as they always are, an incredibly sad case, all at the hands of an evil, selfish man 
who clearly thought he was going to get away with this. As usual, please do let us know your thoughts on the case. You can comment on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, your support over there is hugely appreciated. It means we can continue with the show. So if you would like to uh, support us, then yeah, head over to patreon.com slash seeingredpodcast. So we are on a mid-season break over the festive period. We'll be back very early in the new year with a bang we are going to be covering the murder of meredith kircher in a two-parter it's a mammoth case and we want to do it justice so it's going to be uh, in two parts we'll probably release some over consecutive days so you don't have to wait too long uh, but keep your eyes peeled for that and have a fantastic christmas and we'll see you on the other side Hi angels, it's your girl Louise Rumble and I'm the host of the Open House Podcast. Therapy quite literally changed my life and sent me straight into my hot healing girl era. Now each week I share my story, the good, the bad and the downright juicy and chat with some of the world's best therapists, psychologists and wellness experts. From love, sex and dating to attachment styles, nervous system regulation, wellness hacks, hormone balancing and more, nothing is off the table. I've emptied my bank account on therapy and healing so you don't have to. So if you're ready to leave the past in the past and build the future you've always deserved, me and my favorite experts are waiting for you on the Open House podcast. Listen now wherever you stream your podcasts and I cannot wait to meet you.